Welcome to The Field Viewpoint, a digital farming institute podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Sled. This is not just another ag tech podcast. Here, we have real field view conversations with real field view champions that move beyond the button pushes and standard sales pitches. Whether you're a seasoned seller looking to sharpen your digital sales skills, or you're just starting your journey using digital tools in the field, this podcast is designed to help build your confidence with your competence. In today's episode, we talk to a seasoned bear rep about how he uses FieldView to come up with great questions and discover deeper insights about his customers. Let's get started. Welcome back to another Digital Farming Institute podcast. I'm here with my partner in crime and co-lead for Digital Farming Institute, Mr. Andrew Canuck. And we also have on the call today, Andy Newell, who is a channel FSR out of not quite West Central Indiana, not quite Southwest Indiana, somewhere that where the rivers meet. Is that right, Andy? Yes, the Wabash River where it meets the Illinois-Indiana state line is called Terre Haute, Indiana. I, that's a good way to describe it. Okay. <laughs> well, Andy, is uh, he's our third podcast for this season, and he is going to talk to us today a little bit more about how we can use FieldView to discover and build that relationship uh, with discovery using scouting and imagery tools or any other field view tools that come to mind, Andy. Really, we're wanting to get into your digital journey and talk a little bit more about how you've been able to, to really uncover um, new insights with your customers. So uh, just, I'm, gonna, I'm here to pitch the softballs. Um, we'll get started with asking, where is your, uh, your journey with FieldView, how has it led to today? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your your work experience, and um, how you've gotten started with FieldView. Well, thanks, Valerie. I appreciate you having me today. So starting with FieldView, I uh, would have gone back to, uh, I've been with Bayer for over 13 years, and I'm trying to think, uh, it probably would have been back in probably 2011, um, I started working with a gentleman who is a, a farmer dealer for us, and he had climate uh, crop insurance. And that was back in the day when we, uh, when obviously FieldView was still owned by Precision Planning, and we were really learning the ropes on the Gym One 2020s and hooking the iPads to them and all that technology. And it's amazing how far that has come to today. You know, we're uh, we were we're trying to get those the, the iPads figured out and all the people learning how to update them and new iOS updates and things like that. And now, you know, we're we're doing yield analysis by harvest passes and looking at whole farm results by hybrid and variety and then building planting scripts for the next year based upon those within each field with those zones. And it's just come a long ways. Andy, tell us a little bit more about um, how FieldView has has shaped you as a seller. How has it impacted your pre-call planning or other parts of your selling process? Well, I'd say every single year, uh, our field view customers that we have that I work with on a regular basis, before we go on a call, on a sales call, we're going to look and see the ones that have shared their data with us, of course. Uh, we're going to look and see how our products performed and and to see if we had any any challenges with any hybrids or varieties and and how we how we did against the competition. And that way we've got an idea. Um, a portion of the farmers have already looked at this. Some of them have not. So uh, they, some of them kind of have their own ideas on how things performed. And sometimes that may differ a little bit with how uh, it looked on a, on a, uh, on a macro scale, you know, uh, by actually analyzing the data. So that way we know going into it, um, you know, some extra information there that can really help out with conversations. 
Uh, now you look at a year like 2023, you know, there was, there were five inches rainfall difference, uh, w- between one field to another with just a few miles of geographic difference between the two. And it, it impacted heavily how, how the yields were. And, you know, it, a grower that did not know that they could have thought they had a variety issue and it actually was a rainfall issue. So knowing that going into it, sometimes you can't pre-call plan enough. You have to, you know, we have to look at that while we're sitting with the customer and that has helped tremendously. Andy, following up on that, uh, variability is the name of the game, and FieldView brings that perspective to you as the FSR. How do you use this information in the right manner to talk wins and losses with the customers and continue consulting on the farm? Well, the first thing that you have to realize is that you're not going to win 100% of the time. So as long as you can go into it and be confident, uh, that you've made uh, as good of decisions as you can to try to help the farmer succeed. Just chalk it up that you're not going to win everything. So, but farmers, just like anybody else, they 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 thrive upon a business relationship that uh, uh, first and foremost is based upon honesty and transparency. So, when you can go in there and say, "Hey, uh, this Pioneer Chrome product did beat uh, our channel." hybrid you know 21478 in this one instance uh you know you can dive into it deeper and look and see what uh what what could have possibly happened hopefully the seed pro is there with you um you know that uh that that dealer the trusted dealer that could have been out walking the products and said hey you know we had this issue uh with product a that had a stock lodging issue whatever you know uh it it just you got to know that you're not going to win everything so when you go in you can sit there and you just look at it like you would your own farm um you're trying to help that grower succeed. And and when the grower knows you're being honest with them, that you're not going to win 100% of the time, you can chalk it up and you can have those conversations with them, no matter what your product performance is, that just builds an even stronger business relationship and bond. Um, you know, they look at the law of averages across their farm. As long as your products are performing well and you're giving them good service, you're going to be able to stick around. Uh, long story short, that's that's how uh, that's how I try to proceed with it. Excellent advice right there. As we think about um, diving into FieldView and, and really discovering in that conversation, what are some of the tools that you favor or your seed pros favor that really help that customer convey the needs and you ask quality questions to them? Um, I would say as far as tools in the system, uh, the ones that are utilizing it to a a greater extent, you know, we're going back and we're looking at our seed scripts that we had built, uh, advanced scripting. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to call it going forward, but, uh, you know, basically you're building these, these seed scripts based upon prior year yield history, and you can bring in, uh, Sergo maps and things like that to try to build a, a, a seed script not just based upon one variable, but across multiple variables across multiple years. And uh, then you can go back and you can see how 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 that uh, worked at harvest and you can run these harvest results. Sometimes you can do it by you can do it by harvest pass for using the the FieldView Black app on the iPad, or you can go even go into the phone or on your laptop and you can get in uh, even deeper and look at how certain varieties and hybrids performed across the entire farm or by soil type or just at the field level. And, you know, then you can start having real conversations with people saying, hey, this hybrid was brand new last year. Uh, it really knocked it out of the park. Um, you know, 
this past year we're going to continue to move forward with it heavier or you know this hybrid was uh, was this first commercial launch in 23 we really didn't like how it, it worked it had some crown rod issues we're not going to throw it out with the bath water but we're going to go ahead and proceed a little bit more cautiously and, and give it another chance in 24. these are just conversations uh, growers need to have a, a a trusted seed advisor that that can help manage the products coming out of the bear platform and they they want to have that they don't want to have to manage this as, as farms get larger and they become more diverse uh, they need to have experts there for each facet of that of that farm and um, you know you you want to be able to give them the advice they need to make the right decisions no matter what brand it is uh, or you know what what color bag that it comes in you know andy i'm just interjecting here i'm thinking about all the different examples you just run through and reminding me that you are one of those climate champions uh, in the field. The thing about the discovery process and what we're talking about today, sometimes I get limited in thinking that that really only takes place like, you know, around growing season, scouting activities, that kind of thing. And you're talking about using field view tools throughout the season to uncover, unpack, find new insights, ask more questions with your customers. I find that really interesting. Andy, you've given us a lot to think about talking about discovery year round with the customer from seed scripts to pre-call planning as you go into uh, various conversations. Could you pull us back to some of the tasks that you and your seed pros do to support that customer after planning? What do you do with these layers to discover how the performance is going on these customers farm and give them the best channel brand experience? Well, first and foremost, we build these plans uh, to try to get these products placed in the right environments. Obviously, if you're doing scripts, it's even more important. So, um, so, but it doesn't happen at 100% success rate. So, after planting season, we we uh, the seed pros and I will go out and we will perform. We call a channel field checkup series visit. We do multiple of those throughout the growing season, and we'll go out at the seedling stage and we're going to go out and we're going to check and see how things are getting off to a good start, you know, to a good or bad start. And having field view in our back pocket, uh, being able to tell exactly what's planted where and the timing is uh, what's one of the most important pieces you could possibly have trying to go out and scout fields. And a lot of times farmers are still looking in their notebooks in their front pockets of their shirt and they're trying to figure out where things were planted. And a lot of times they're not with us. So to be able to have that information at our fingertips makes things so much more efficient from a scouting standpoint. Um, I, 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 there's nothing more important uh, than having that at your fingertips at that point in time. And then we follow through with more visits throughout the growing season uh, full, you know, because we get into reproductive time frame and, uh, and then as we get closer to harvest, um, you know, we need to go through, we need to gauge, uh, you know, how these products are doing uh, with disease pressure. If we do have a disease coming into a crop, uh, you know, tar spot, gray leaf spot, fusarium, crown rot, uh, we're going to pin that field and we're going to put a note in there with pictures and say, guys, listen, we need to get this addressed or this needs to be uh, harvested more timely and we'll get a, you know, a harvest, uh, uh, we'll get a harvest list of, of uh, what needs to be get gotten out first. Um, 
and, and people when they get in the combine and they're running through there and they see these uh they see these field notes in there with the pins that are dropped in the photos and they know that we've been out there because there's nothing worse than spending the time throughout the growing season putting that extra effort in scouting these fields but not really getting credit for it and field view helps us really uh, uh document this and have it for years to come and, and growers can actually see where we've been and what we've been doing out in their fields that's a really good uh thought process and strategy to pin and follow up and have that information in the combine how do those customers respond in those situations where you know maybe something hasn't quite went right with a a product coming into harvest and you've got those pins those notes that you can share the story with them to kind of bring them back to reset expectations well, Andrew, we have it happen both ways. Um, unfortunately, we have it happen in, in, in ways where there is no documentation. Um, sometimes that certain field's not been walked. It's not had, uh, uh, it doesn't have the digital footprint. We don't have any information throughout the growing season and, and something doesn't work out well. And we're trying to look through the remnants of the crop that's out there. And that's not a good day. Um, surprises are never good with anybody, especially with farmers. So when we can get out in, out ahead of, of an issue and try to help uh, a grower out with harvest priority or with expectations, uh, then being able to digest that before they see it going into the bin or into the hopper uh, is a much better situation. Uh, it's much healthier on the relationship than the latter or than, than the previous where you don't know what's going on going into it. It's just a surprise and then a phone call after the field's been harvested. I can relate from my FSR days, those surprise phone calls are never fun when uh, uh, something's not going right. And on the flip, you don't generally get the surprise phone call that says, I broke 280 bushel field average. Thank you for positioning this great channel product with me. So can totally relate to that. I've got a question for you, maybe shifting a little bit. As you talked about, some customers don't have a digital footprint or they have an incomplete digital layer footprint. How do you discover those interests that that customer might want to put in more layers, uh, capture additional data and put it through data inbox, be it a soil test, a tile map, maybe a drone image? Can you walk us through how you discover that and consult? Well, Farmers, uh, a lot, of course, we, it's no secret that a lot of the growers that are out there are, uh, you know, let's say they're, they're in their years of most people would be looking at retirement. So uh, the tech savviness is, is sometimes uh, it's, it's there, but they push back on it. And I know as I'm getting into my 40s, I, just things don't stick uh, like they used to. You had to read instructions five times. I don't know if it's because you're not paying attention or because it just takes that long to get it to soak in. But so once you realize kind of how that works with that generation, uh, they if you try to uh, explain a, a program to them and, and, and speak it to all the fabs, they're going to float off in the left field. But when you hear them mention a problem or if you ask them if there's, you know, if there's something you could see or something you could extrapolate from your from your all this technology, I always tell them, hey, you paid for this in this combine. You paid for this in this planting tractor. Is there something you missed that you would like to have that's not in your notebook? Or is there something that you would like to see come from this expensive equipment that you have spent this money on? 
how can we help you extrapolate this data and 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 get get it to work for you and usually when you when you feed it to them we first got to the auto steer days there were people that were complaining that they were they didn't need it we don't need it i'm not going to use it like well you paid for it you should ask your uh your equipment dealer how much you paid for that because you you might as well use it and once you kind of pitch it to somebody that way they go well is it going to cost me anything? Well, it won't be too much. You're, you're, I'm already here with you, and we've got uh, field view representatives that can come and pull this data out and then put it into climate. Let's see what it looks like. I mean, there's no risk. And once you put that together, a lot of times you'll get people to buy it. Like you said, maybe it's tile maps, and some of the engineering teams been working with our local field view teams to help get some tile maps in because, uh, you know, to be able to walk out and be able to figure out where your where your tile lines are at with a mobile phone it's pretty significant. You're not having to take the tractor and tile plow out, or at the very least uh, your, uh, your, your technology, your ag leader technology on a side by side to try to figure out where your tile runs are at. So, and then when you can overlay that into field view and see where maybe you're running 80, 80 foot centers on your laterals, and uh, you see that your yield's been uh, not the best between those, you may need to split them. And, uh, and that, that kind of data for people that may not be uh, super tech savvy off the bat, they really buy it off of being able to see where those opportunities lie. Well, you hit something right there that customers really could enjoy that tile map perspective from their phone. You're decreasing the effort for them to go out and work through a problem and figure out what's the next step in that drainage capacity. And it, it truly empowers it them to do that on their own if they've got that map within field view uh, really nice example there solving a big problem for customers in your geography one thing that you um, mentioned a little bit earlier is based on the some of the generational shift in farmers and uh, trying to understand some of the ins and outs of things could you walk me through how you use field health imagery with those customers and help them see some value with that overhead shot and try and help them learn what that's telling them throughout the growing season to better manage their crop? Sure. Yeah, depending on the customer, you know, and, and what they're doing, micromanaging their crop, you know, you may have somebody that's doing a uh, a nitrogen trial in a field, uh, which they're always interesting to look at that field health imagery because you may have a person that's they've put on uh, X number of units uh, fall anhydrous and then they're not going to do anything else at all through harvest or they may uh, the next area of the field they may they may do spring ammonia and then uh, split apply and put on some they may try to knife in some 32 or, or spread some urea or something like that and you can see the health of that crop throughout the year and you start like i said setting expectations on uh, what's work what's working better and what's not or where the stressy areas are at and stressy can be due to soil type changes which you can look at those maps and see hey you know this where we have this issue here in the, the field health imagery is not based upon uh, what we're doing. Uh, it's based upon the soil type and it gets sandier on a knob or whatnot. And you can see where that stress is at, or it could be man-made stress based upon uh, 
uh, not using fungicides and having disease coming in uh, or where maybe an airplane has missed or couldn't get close with, with power lines or with tree covers or tree coverage or things like that. So um, it's always nice you can get the aerial imagery and some folks have got drones too so they can get to, they can they can they can look at that as well and see possibly where you've had storm damage and things like that. You just can really get the expectations set up before the combine comes in so there are no surprises. You're really encapsulating using all different touch points and layers to discover and help those customers solve problems. And I keep hearing that there's not one single approach. It's let me figure out how to help this customer through a quality questioning strategy. And then you've got the confidence to lead them down the path on their digital journey. I've got a question that I was thinking about here and you hit on it. Just a minute ago, you said something briefly about trials. How do you convey to customers that they can do a on-farm trial or pique that interest and say, hey, with FieldView, I can help you answer that nitrogen trial potentially or that variable rate uh, prescription trial, something like that, that they're trying to figure out and understand what's the next step should, should I engage in and, and uh, adopt on my farm? Well, uh, coming prior to field view and people having the technology to, be able to capture this data in their tractors and in their combines, you know, you, we were running around with way wagons and it just was not efficient. You, you just, it took a significant amount of time and planning to try to have uh, those at the right place at the right time and to be able to measure off lengths of row and to do all this to try to get somebody an accurate depiction of how things have yielded. <clears throat> now, while that is the most accurate way to get trials uh, into a farmer's hands. Uh, you can use FieldView and become exponentially more efficient. Now, the data is only as good as, as the, uh, the calibration on the equipment, but if you can, if now if you can help a, a farmer or a seed pro can help a farmer get their equipment calibrated at their leisure when they get started with harvest, you can trust that data better. And, you know, you, you, I encourage farmers to split their planters. And uh, before, people were really mapping uh, their their harvest results, they were just watching the yield monitor. Well, you may get yield monitor swings from 210 bushels to the acre to 260, or on a year like this, it may be 150 to 240. And, uh, you know, you can't watch that swing and try to say what hybrid did better. So when you, you can basically use your whole farm as a trial and split your planter, and uh, and then at the very end, we can look at, at the yield results by, by hybrid and variety, that's that's exponential i mean and, and it's really important for us as well as seed sellers because we do these small plots and we sell a lot of seed based upon plots i'm not as confident about that as i am looking at a, a three thousand or four thousand or even you know 800 acre farmer that has brought their their real data to light and how hybrids are performed in real field situations side by side with other competitors that's much more valuable than these small scale plots that we have that's extremely powerful right there. You start to look at the scope and understand product consistency and capture that variability that we're all trying to describe to another person verbally on field view. It's real. I mean, you can just get it there and consult with that customer, really understand what they were seeing in the combine. And I will say some folks take it for granted, think it's hard working with field view. I can step you back to 2006 and how hard it was to put data together when I first touched 
uh, yield data and planting data. And we've come a long ways to empower people to have these discussions and get better. It's taken that initiative and using these digital tools with the acknowledgement, as you said, you still have to do a good job calibrating to get quality data. Andy, if you could share some advice to a Bayer colleague that's maybe starting in field view or hasn't totally dipped their toe in the water, what's your advice, be it using it for scouting, imagery, prescriptions, doing that follow-up with the customer, helping place products? What can you share with your uh, wisdom and really help folks on their digital journey? Well, with any newer uh, FSR employee, I always tell them, whether it be field view or understanding your products or even understanding your geography and your customer base, it's going to take you a good two years before you have a good handle on things. And I learn new things every single day. I don't feel like I have a, a handle on everything in my district. I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, so the first thing is, is you got to have patience and and surround yourself with mentors. So you need to find your your climate field view champion on your team and spend time with them. And especially when the wind's blowing and it's negative 25 degree wind chill, if you feel safe enough to get out, you need to go out and spend some time with these folks because there's no better time to be able to sit down in a, a restaurant over lunch and to look and, and learn looking through somebody else's operations. And then as a follow-up, you need to you need to create your own account. You need to start adding some fields and understanding the basic version of field view and and bringing in your 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 soil maps and your uh, organic matter maps, uh, the Sergo products and 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 try to find some of your customers that are in your area that are using field view and sit down and talk to them and they will enjoy showing you how it works. Uh, most customers enjoy being able to show the fruits of their labor. And, and then that you'll learn kind of how the system works by walking through it with them. And it's just going to take some time uh, spending it with people that are good at using the platform. And don't let it overwhelm you. You won't learn it in a, a day or a week or two months. It'll take you years to really understand it. And uh, surround yourself with people that you trust that, that know how to use it. And, and they'll be able to help you along the way. Andy, that's my favorite kind of advice, spending more time with more people. Call it my yellow in my uh, color insights, but I, I just find that advice um, so warm to my heart because at the end of the day, there's so many great people, including yourself, that we've been able to pull into this podcast, pull into Digital Farming Institute. You know that there's a, a plethora of different kinds of resources out there that are all willing to be in your corner if you're wanting to learn more about field view. So thank you for calling that out. And I can also say, Andy, uh, just based on your answers, not just to that question, but throughout this process, you really helped open my eyes to all the different discovery opportunities that exist throughout the season, not just in the obvious times where maybe, you know, scouting tools and imagery take up most of um, most bandage to be able to connect with a customer, but some of those other unique opportunities to really anticipate and look for ways that you can be that problem solver for your customer. I love the stories you told today. I really appreciate your time. I know Andrew did as well. And um, bottom line, we <laughs> it was a really a fun conversation with you. Thank you for uh, knocking this one out of the park. And uh, we hope that maybe we could bring you back again for another Digital Farming Institute podcast sometime in the near future. Well, Thanks, thank Andy. you, Valerie. Thank you, Valerie and Andrew. I appreciate your time. 
Stay tuned for our next episode, where we will discuss the ways to use FieldView to problem solve for your customers, as well as truth, wins, and losses in product performance. Until next time, this has been the Field Viewpoint. Services and products offered by Climate LLC are subject to the customer agreeing to our terms of service. Our services provide estimates or recommendations based on models. These do not guarantee results. Agronomists, commodities, brokers, and other service professionals should be consulted before making financial, risk management, and farming decisions. More information at climate.com legal disclaimer. FieldView is a trademark of Climate LLC.